Amused Boosh is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. You sweet baby angel. <laughs> Batch number seven. We are moving right along. My name is Jen. My name is Abby. And this is Amused, Amused Boosh. Oh, feeling good. We got a lot of good stuff to get to today. Yes, we do. One of my favorite battles that we've done so far. Yeah, this battle bird mm. was, I think, the pinnacle of doing too much. On, oh, my, yeah. on my side, especially. Uh, you went a little far. I went a bit um, extreme. But that's why we're friends. That's right. <laughs> you, you need me to pull you back instead yeah. of push you further. Um, and I will note that... We owe a debt of gratitude to my partner, Jeff, for the title of this battle. Yes. Oh, because let's go with Battle some. Poultry. Battle Poultry was the original. And he was like, are you dumb? No, it's <laughs> Battle Bird. Uh, and so for the caveat here, it was um, any kind of poultry and also eggs because, you know. They come out of the butts of, <laughs> of birds. And therefore. They come out of the butts. It's the cloaca. Isn't Ew. it just like one route for everything comes out the one the one hole? If that's true. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I feel like this is a turtle thing too. This episode, Robot Johnson had a sketch about a cloaca. I don't. Did turtles have cloacas? I think so. Hey Siri, do turtles have cloaca? I don't have Siri, so I don't oh, know what. I'm I'm <laughs> I don't know. My what to work do. phone does. It'll listen to you. That's great. Um, anyway, so enough about uh, the anatomy of a bird, uh, and on to uh, so let's start with the cocktails. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Jacob was on cocktail duty, mm-hmm. um, and when we first started talking about battle bird, knowing the eggs were involved, we started thinking about uh, cocktails that have been historically made with egg whites, mm-hmm. um, and we've never tried them. So this was a really never tried them as I never had them. Never, or never had tried them. To make them. Neither wow. for me especially because you know oh, I'm still basically like a absolute. You have had Idiot. one glass of Prosecco tonight. I'll have you know that I'm on my 1.5. I am a terrible influence. You are. I'm, I'm really so going excited. for it. <laughs> um, but this was really exciting because I had never tried a drink made with egg whites, and I've never been opposed to it. But again, I'm just, you know, I've been playing it real safe in my alcohol game up to this point. Um, and so, you know, he decided he wanted to try two different things. And I was so surprised by the texture that comes out of mm. a cocktail made with egg whites because it becomes so creamy yes. um, and delicious. And light. Still. Yeah. 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 And so the very first one was a smoky Paloma mm. cocktail. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've been out before where we've ordered Palomas because it's they're It's like delicious. one of my favorite tequila <laughs> drinks on planet Earth. Yeah. Now this one was a little twisty because we used mezcal, which is nice and smoky, mm-hmm. um, added grapefruit juice as you would expect from a Paloma, some club soda, and then the egg white, which is like shaken into it, mm-hmm. um, and then some lime juice. So talk to me a little bit about your experience with the Paloma. It wasn't, out of the two cocktails, it wasn't my favorite because I'm not a huge fan of the smokiness, but yeah. I, yeah. I think for me, I went through many years trying to pretend to love mezcal and I'm just not there anymore. Yep. So something has happened. Um, I think I would have loved that same beverage with just straight tequila yeah. um, or like a silver, whatever, you know, anything else other than the mezcal for me. Um, but I do agree that the egg white was, it added just that little layer of foaminess oh, on the so top. Beautiful. It's nice and delicate still, but certainly a Paloma is one of those things that you can either do like real lowbrow, like grapefruit uh, soda and whatever rail tequila is lying so just around. Like fresca. Yeah, literally. I love that. I think um, Squirt is another brand. Oh, yeah. That, like, but yeah, like um, it's it's pretty like standard beverage but it's one of those that i think the craft cocktail industry has latched onto quite easily yeah and 
this was no exception. It was it was certainly interesting. I wouldn't want to drink more than one. I can say that Jeff loved it. Yeah. He was a huge fan of this, and so was Jacob. They both loved that smoky flavor. I think that was killer. Yep. Um, now, the other one was a very interesting one. So this is like a 1940 signature cocktail. I from loved a, this I one. Did, and I don't really like gin. I know. I know it's my namesake, mm. but I don't like gin. I know. I'm not a big fan of gin. So the Clover Club cocktail, based on a place called the Clover Club, um, you know, way back when. And uh, they made this cocktail. And so this is a riff off of that. So it had gin as its primary alcohol. Gin. Um, raspberry syrup, which I made. Yes, you uh, did. Because I used it for another recipe later on mm. in the dessert portion. Um, and it added lemon juice to it. And again, the egg white. So this was like the cutest pink drink. Yeah, uh, and again, adorable. that adorable white foam on the very mm-hmm, top of mm-hmm. it. If we had martini glasses or like those like dishy ones yeah what are those called from like the 1920s yeah like a cute little 1920s looking like a champagne glass from sure the 1920s. yes we'll look up the not name a flute of that. but like the bait yeah, like, like the, the one that looks like a cereal bowl like you're just gonna slosh no matter <laughs> that's what it you do with that's it. the one yeah. yeah so if it had been in that i think it would look cute our wine glasses it was still perfect Oh, um, I had no qualms with it. I think I drank one. a couple of them. That was a great drink. It I was. strongly suggest looking up a Clover Club cocktail, trying it out. Um, you know, have yourself a shaker and have a great time. Now, f- for putting the egg white in there, what do you, do you have to do anything to um, treat it or like? So we, you know, we originally we were like, well, why don't we just buy like a carton of egg whites so yeah. we don't have to deal with separating? And that made a lot of sense for later things that I was also doing. So mm-hmm. we we ended up just going that easy route, which was great because I wasn't wasting yolks either. Yeah. Um, but when you shake it, if you add the soda, like whatever is your carbonation, especially with the Paloma, it had club soda. You need to add that shit at the end because <laughs> it, it, when, when he was starting, when Jacob would shake the shaker, it would like poof and well. like pop off. So um, there, he, there is a very specific process and steps right. in which that I don't think recipes okay. generally. A little error in out. the process there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Figure it out. Well, the cocktails were amazing. Yeah. Um, we had one clear winner there for me at least. But so I have mixed feelings on my entry here in uh, in Battlebird. The inspiration for my dish came from uh, the one like real vacation I was able to take last year to Napa Valley with yeah. a good friend of mine named Katie. And we went to a Japanese restaurant in downtown Napa, the name of which I will not remember right now, but we'll look it up later. Um, but we had a savory egg custard called Chawanmushi. And neither of us had really ever heard of it before. Yeah. Neither of us had tried it. It arrives to the table in like a little ramekin thing with this little like porcelain spoon. And it we sat there and stared at it and at each other for a little while and then back at it because it was so good we like didn't understand it. The texture was so velvety and it was almost this like I mean it was definitely eggy, but it, it the it's some it's was so it hard savory? to describe. Was it? it was savory. Okay. It had um a couple of different kinds of mushrooms in it, I believe, okay. which is not your favorite. Normally. I tried to recreate it, but uh but so I decided to try my hand at a chawanmushi. Um and the the more difficult part of this is getting the timing right when we're yeah. doing this at other people's houses, especially. So this is a, a custard that is steamed. So I had to do all of the prep and and strain everything because the texture again is a, a an important part of this. Um and I think I just went a little too hard on the steam and it, mm. it solidified a little bit too much. But the flavors were close. I didn't want to go too far into crazy land because I wanted to try and, and nail the technique. Yeah. Um, the other big piece of the, the recipe is a dashi yes. broth. So we went to Costco. We went to Costco and they have dashi. They so have that's so much we dashi. were both pleasantly surprised by that. And I've, I've made it a couple of times at home just in different applications. And it's actually really freaking good. Yeah. So. Um, Chawanmushi, I will give myself some credit for trying something completely new 
Um, but I don't think it was a crowd favorite. Let me let me say there were a couple things I was hesitant about because you mentioned what you were going to make, and I was just like, ooh. I am not sure I'm going to like the texture of this because generally speaking, custardy, like that kind of solidified, almost flan-esque kind of thing. You know, normally that's not my jam. And so I was like, I'm very interested to try this. Let's see how it goes. And then you're like, and there's mushrooms in it. And I was like, interesting. And then here comes Jen Clutch, comes in with one with no mushrooms in it. But it's still really important for me to try the one with the mushrooms in it. So We'll um, get to that food mantra later. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, I... I think what you did to make this um, something that someone like me who doesn't normally like that kind of texture um, okay with it mm-hmm. was the fact that you were like, nah, bitch, I'm going to fry some chicken skins uh, yep. and put those on top uh, and yep. add some green onions. So at that mm-hmm. point, I mean, I was really, it was really interesting to try a savory egg custard like that. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever tried anything quite like it. Yeah. So from that perspective, I was very curious and interested um, as I was tasting it. And then for me, especially trying it, I, I do think the mushrooms are important because it does break up the yeah. the custard. Um, but then adding on the crunchy textures and the, the yeah. beautiful brightness that a green onion brought, I think that the, there were great things happening with that dish. Um, so I think it deserves a revisit. I would absolutely I, be open to that. I need to redo it. And I think it's one of those dishes that you can really put in there, like whatever you want, whatever's in season, whatever vegetable yeah. you have. So let's do it one is, with leeks. Oh, I think leeks would be leeks good. Would be really good. Let's do that. It, it is a good vessel for that. So, um, so yeah, chow and mushi, something yeah. interesting and new for a battle bird. Um, something kind of classic that, uh, my partner knocked out of the park, out of the park. Ooh. Uh, so, he redeemed himself quite a bit with the mini quiches. And he had to. Oh, he had some, like, you know, had to climb out of that hole. Um, but especially because the last, like, fail that he had was the pie, yeah. that he had tried to make a pie crust. And, and I told him, like, you can't buy pre-made anything. That's not, that's not how we roll. So if you're going to do it, do it all the way. Yep. So that morning he made pie crust and put it in, like, a little little muffin tins and then did a quiche that I think I had to ask because I forgot. Um, but he did send, let's see, um, garlic, onion, spinach, chicken sausage. Oh, I think. hell yeah. And I think there was some kind of cheese in there as well. But um, whoa, it, <laughs> it was a sleeper. I was really surprised by how, just how good it was. First and foremost, mini individual quiches. Oh, Already yeah. like a slam dunk because cute little food. And it's then the fact personal. that we each had our own. Yep. And then again, because the rate to me... A quiche is a lot of egg, mm-hmm. right? And so putting it in an individual means the right ratio of pie crust to yep. egg, you know, quiche. So uh, full support. That was, I think, a great call on his part. Yep. And it tasted delicious. Now and here's the super, downside. Yeah, tell me. Because he improvised it largely. Yep. We will never have that same quiche not, again. Not ever again. <laughs> never not a again. recipe that I can post for you because there was just a bunch of stuff out on the island. Yep. And he put in what he felt compelled. That's why... I love him very much. I was going to say, like, you know, I'm really impressed because I'm very much a technical cook. Mm -hmm. I like to make things to the book. I really like the science of food and making things in a very specific way. Like, I know exact temperatures to get the right, you know, those kind of things. So for someone who's just like, boom, 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 improvising, like, that is not the improvising I do, right? Right. I leave it all on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but so you also left it all in the kitchen Ooh, for this battle. This so. is this was my battle, Jen. This was the one I was looking forward to the most because I had so many recipes that really focus on the bird mm. in all of its different applications. And so one of my signature dishes, and I didn't bring this up in the last episode that we talked about signature dishes, yep. but 
katsudon, which is norm. It's a Japanese dish. Yeah. It's essentially a pork cutlet that is ser- fried and breaded and fried, served over rice with onions and a beautiful sauce, and then you crack a raw egg on top yes, while it's do. hot, mm. and then it just it barely sets. Like you want there still to be some raw egg in here to add this beautiful sauce. Yeah. Now, of course, I made this with a fried chicken thigh instead, and you pounded it nice. And I thin, I, right? I did so I kept it nice and thin, um, so that it's very evenly cooked on on both sides. It's breaded in panko, so mm. you've got that great texture. Um, and and let's not lose sight of the fact that um, I fried this chicken in duck fat. You're a monster. <laughs> You're a monster. Get out. I had to go all the way. I was like, okay, we've done eggs. Okay, we've done the meat. What can I do with duck fat? Originally, I was like, can I make duck fat fries? Like, what can I do? Yeah. And I was like, no, I can fry this chicken in duck fat. And boy, howdy. That was really layers good. Layers of inception in, in the battle. So bird. good. And again, this is one of those things that if I had brought this to your house, so this was hosted at my house. Mm-hmm. If I had brought this to you, it wouldn't have been as good in the same way that your Shawanmushi was not right. as good, right? So that's why we have to alternate home so yeah. that we are See showing. Who gets, um, yeah. home field advantage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, the, you know, the last little thing that I think is necessary on this dish is just like green onions on top. Oh, uh, yeah. You can't go wrong. I mean, we are in agreement that green onions add. Bonus points to Anything. every single dish minus yes. the desserts that you made. But. Correct. But even then, I don't even know. So uh, can we talk about desserts? Because yeah, I decided, please. once again, okay, the cats... The, no, the I can't on. pick just one. I can't. I had to go with two because I wanted to play with eggs in two di- very different ways. Mm. Um, again, one of them was a signature dessert that I make. Um, this is how I landed Jacob. Because <laughs> oh. he mentioned that he loved tiramisu. So, of course, I had to make a tiramisu. This is, like, the name of the game. There's nothing really special about it. I use the... It's a classic. I yeah. Mean, you don't mess with that kind no. of stuff. I use the, you know, the lady fingers and, you know, the coffee. I get the coffee from Starbucks, you know? Yeah. So I, mean, I like Starbucks It's coffee. easy, yeah. yeah. So, um, and it's the right level of bitterness. Like, there's standard roast, yeah. whatever it is. Um, Pike's Place, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. that one. Uh, so, it's super easy um, to put it all together. But, again, it's made with an egg custard mm-hmm. um, that you then add mascarpone cheese to and everything that makes it a beautiful thing. And then whipped cream and then cocoa powder dusted on top, right? All those layers. Um, let that sit. I will say, it wasn't my best tiramisu I've ever made. That was, like, last week. Um, but Over it was still, yeah. yeah, it was a little runnier than I would have liked it to be. I overbeat, uh, the, uh, the mascarpone and the curd, uh, gotcha. a little bit, but it was still good flavor wise, really happy. But I think the standout dessert of the two that I made, because I'm an <laughs> idiot, is the mixed berry pavlova. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever made a pavlova. Well, and, and you've made it like four times since, since it was that good. It is so good. This is now like the thing, right? This yeah. is what I'm going to entertain with. This is my showstopper. It is visually stunning. And you make it ahead and it's yeah. just assembly like right there on the spot. Pure assembly. So um, uh, what a pavlova is, is essentially a meringue made of egg whites that have been beaten um, until they're stiff and then you, you know, pipe it out into a mold of some sort. So I made individual ones. Yeah. Again, instead because of the merits one. of an individual serving are impeccable yeah. here yeah. In, in battle world. Exactly. And so, um, you know, you put them in a low uh, heat oven and then you turn the oven off and they continue to bake with the door closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of a pavlova is to have like a nice crunchy outside meringue and like a pillowy inside. Yeah. But guess who forgot to check them? So Uh-oh. they stayed crunch. They like essentially became like a pure meringue. So they were crunchy inside and out. Yeah turned out to be a preferred way to eat them for me and I think the rest of the group. Um, And so another easy thing is just adding some whipped cream that you then put in the base of these pre-made meringues. Um, But on top, I wanted to put some fresh berries, but I wanted to do something a little different. So I made essentially like a triple raspberry sauce. And this is a recipe I found from the goddess 
Ina Garten, oh. you know, the barefoot Contessa herself. So yes. um, it's essentially, it's so easy. It's just raspberries, water, you know, boil those down with some sugar. Um, and then you add um, just some seedless strawberry jam and some framboise yes. liqueur into like a food processor and blitz it. And that is such a good sauce that is what we added to the clover club cocktail and it's also what i tossed to the fresh berries so that's just strawberries blueberries raspberries and serve that over top of the whipped cream inside the pavlova and, and that is it and then it you drizzle just, a little sauce over oh my top God. <laughs> everything about the dish was so balanced and so light and so it was sweet and tart soft and crunchy yeah. it was it was every contrasting sensation it really was and it Again, we had already eaten tiramisu by this point, yep. so we were just sitting there like, why have you done this to us? To be fair, we then played two rounds of Yahtzee and had more pavlova. We <laughs> so. did. This was clearly a weekend excursion. Yeah. We can usually recount uh, what day of the week it was by how serious our menu options were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one was doing anything after this, that is so um, other than losing at Yahtzee, which yeah. y'all did. We did. Uh, Real, uh, to be fair, I did win one round of that. It's impressive that you remember that. Uh, you had to count for me, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Math is hard. <laughs> Math is really hard, kids. Anyway, so Battlebird, again, I think Resounding this was a, a really success. good showing for all of us. Um, nobody had any mm -mm. big misses. Um, <laughs> Abby had like nine wins, so That's right. <laughs> we'll call her the flex on that one. I love it. That was me overdoing it, realized that I needed to really rein it in for future battles yeah. and just do like one One thing, thing. is good. Uh, speaking of overdoing it, uh, I had the opportunity recently to attend uh, an event called Crave CLT. Or is it Crave Cra Charlotte? Well, CLT stands for Charlotte, yeah. so great question. I'm not sure how they're pronouncing it. All right, so here we are at Crave Charlotte. Uh, we are just down the street from Catawba Brewing. We're sort of outside the, what's called the Innovation Barn. I thought we were going to be inside, but it's a lovely day. I'm here with my partner, Jeff. Hello. Hi. He's enjoying a... Nice Chilean Chardonnay. It's on oats. Really nice and crisp. We just got started. We tasted also what was called a donor kebab uh, from Roots. It was um, sort of a tomato plant forward um, euro type thing. It was pretty fresh, nice and summery. Um, we've got a long way to go, so we'll see what happens from here. It was a essentially a food and drink festival. Um, they advertise it as, as being in this new facility that is focused on sustainability and zero waste and all that. Um, what they didn't do was tell us that it was going to be all outside. Uh -huh. So this was uh, an interesting day. I'm currently peeling from the sunburn that I have. I'm also peeling <laughs> from a sunburn around the same time. So because I care so much about food, it was worth it. Okay, so we just tried some stuff from Sweet Mary Gourmet. I think we had a... It was sort of like a uh, pastry-wrapped mozzarella stick with a dipping sauce. It was super good. Um, it, was, it was the best cheese stick I've ever had in my life. It's been, a, it's been a minute since I've had one, but it was really good. And then like a puff pastry kind of thing with, um, I think it was like raised beef in there. And then you had a chicken one. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. We also tried from Taste This Catering. Uh, or Taste Catering. I can't read, I swear. Uh, we had a gazpacho with a duck skin chicharron. Uh, the herbiness of it was really nice. The duck skin, I think, maybe has bit the dust from the heat out here. We are in the sun. Um, but if it were a little crispier, it might have been pretty good. Yeah, it was a watermelon gazpacho. And on a hot, sunny day like this, it was absolutely wonderful with teeny tiny cute microgreens. Yes. I would have done away with the chicharron. It was unnecessary. Right. If you're going to go veg forward, own it. It felt a little indulgent, but... Just the little tray of microgreens over there uh, is enough for me. I'm good on that. 
We're going to keep uh, sweating our way through this. I just polished off my rosé, so it's time for something else. Yes, girl. I think I've seen a whole lot of cocktails around here that look beautiful. Somebody had a gin drink with a whipped cream or something on it. They're holding something with flowers in it, so we're going to keep exploring and see what else we can put into our faces. There's also puppies, so I'm happy. Essentially got there right sort of when they opened, and they featured all sorts of different uh, restaurants that are local, chefs, um, catering services, um, a lot of of breweries, a lot of um, different wine tents. I couldn't quite figure out if it was like, you know, by a certain company. I know they have wine sales and stuff going on. I will say as a wine connoisseur, it was not an ideal place to taste wine. Nice, warm, hot outside. Every little bit of red wine that I had was way too high in temperature to, to get anything out of. But um, but all told, it was like a really cool event to get to try a lot of things that we had not tried before from places that we haven't been before. Okay, so we ate it too quickly to talk about it, but we just had uh, the shrimp part of the shrimp and grits dish from Cuzzo's, um, and it changed my life, I think. What happened it, to you, Jeff? It was the best thing we've had so far. So I asked far. I asked the chef if we could just take a cup of sauce so we could dip everything else yeah. in his sauce. You could put that on a paper plate and I would just eat the plate on its own. Um, so we just made our way through the beer side. We had some pretty delicious local beers. Suffolk Punch, Armored Cow, uh, Brewers at Yancey. There was a good one there. But what's, so there's like a steel drum guy. <laughs> Yeah, also, I'm sipping on a put the lime and the coconut from Armored Cow, and it hit the spot perfectly. Kind of feels like we're on a cruise ship, because people keep giving us booze and food, and I know I should drink water, and it's really hot, but I don't really want to. I'll pass out pretty hard tonight. This is basically like bowling with bumpers on. They're like, just stay inside the lanes here, but do whatever you want. Yeah, man. (laughs) This is gross. I'm having a great time. So a couple of standouts for us. We were a little bit late on getting to Cuzzo's tent. Yeah. Uh, so they were serving shrimp and grits. Um, they were out of grits by the time we got there. So we got the shrimp and the sauce, and it, even the sauce alone was incredible. We also, when we first got there, I kept seeing everybody having the uh, or walking around with these drinks that were like bright pink with whipped cream on it, and I was like, I don't know what that is, but I, I, I want have one. I want to try it. Um, and Spoiler alert, we tried it, mm. and it was a knockout. Absolutely. Just a really unique... Um, Where was this uh, from? It was called Fine and Fettle. Okay. The cocktail name. I had to do some research on this to find it uh, on Instagram. This is the cocktail name. Beat so fresh, she has an auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <gasps> yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. I would never have remembered it otherwise. Um, Sweet Mary Gourmet also is a caterer. So we tried tequeños and puff cups from her. Hell yeah. Uh, and they were like little finger foods. So I think they do some catering like that. Um, didn't get to taste their dessert items. Yeah. Uh, we were a little slow on that, but they looked incredible. Um, Salty Parrot Brewing. Yeah. We tried some really cool beer from them and actually the next day did a bike ride and then, and then stopped at their facility in Southend, which if you have not been, it's beautiful. Not it's been. just up around the street, uh, around the corner up the street from unknown. Okay. So in that same general area. And, uh, yeah, all told it was a hot day. Um, but as far as food festivals go, I think it, for me, you know, when you think about coming out of the pandemic, going to an event like that is certainly, you're going to be eating and drinking around a huge group of people, a little better that you're outside. Wish there had been some shade. Sure. Um, but I am curious to see how they sort of, um, pivot for next year. I think it's going to be an annual event. 
So a really cool resource for, again, just anybody wanting to try stuff in the Charlotte area that you know, may not have the opportunity to, to get to all of the different nooks and crannies of the, of the city. Like so, us. Like <laughs> us. Well, I will say, you know, what's interesting to me is this seems like a great way to like do wedding catering testing because mm-hmm. <laughs> you were talking about multiple different caterers that were there and I'm just like, what a great way to like go to a festival, try a bunch of stuff and be like, they will be the ones yeah. for, you know. I mean, there were certainly a lot of places there that uh, I didn't feel compelled to revisit. Sure. But also the standouts. Yeah, I'm going to make a priority and, and certainly if I have an event that I'm going to need some sort of catering for that's that's a go-to for me from now on excellent yeah so crave CLT we'll see what happens next year I'm so excited I can't wait at ortho carolina my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me ortho carolina my care my way schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com Get ready. Broadway is returning to Charlotte. Blumenthal Performing Arts has an incredible selection of upcoming hits, including the returns of Hamilton and Wicked, plus the long-awaited Charlotte debut of Disney's Frozen and many more fan-favorite musicals and plays. Season tickets are on sale now at blumenthalarts.org slash Broadway. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care doesn't have to wait because after hours, urgent care knows accidents happen. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. I would love to start talking about our food stories for this episode, this batch. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, in our previous episode, we talked with Chef Chase Sobelman, um, and we were talking a lot about food philosophy. And, uh, you know, it was such perfect timing because we had been wanting to share our own food mantras. Yeah. We want to hear from our listeners, too, what your food mantras are. Um, so, you know, there are great examples like, uh, you know, life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Um, something like that. So um, we reached out and uh, on our Instagram, which is amused.boosh.pod. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us so you can find the next one and call in and let us know um, for your next story. But um, what is your food mantra? And we've got a few voicemails that I'd like to share. Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Here's our first one. Hey, this is Jared. I'm answering the prompt about food mantra. And the mantra's words change a little bit, but it's, it's mainly the feeling that if you aren't commentating your own cooking, as though you're on a Food Network show at least once while you cook, like you're just you're not doing it right. Solid recommendation. Awesome. <laughs> oh, Jared, you sweet baby angel. <laughs> uh, I agree, actually, and and I have something to add. I have learned that I have absolutely. I, well, okay, I do know why it happens more so after I have watched the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. My it's a role, Mary. My my it's about like big. internal monologue when I'm cooking is British. Yeah, I talk to myself in British. (laughs) Sometimes mine is like an angry German woman who's (laughs) judging me. And so there's a lot of stress involved about like, better get this right. Um, Better get that timing right. She's going to come out with like... Schnell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's awesome. It's it's terrifying, but you know it works. Yeah. So awesome. so narrate your own cooking. Narrate your own cooking. I, I do that a lot in my head. Yeah. I don't necessarily always say it out loud. Often I do narrate to the dogs. I tell the dogs yeah. what I'm doing the whole time. That's fair. Um, they need to know. They're very curious. They're already there, just hanging. So they need to understand like what's going Usually on. Usually Leonard is in my business anyway, so I might as well let him know what I'm doing. Absolutely. All right. All right. So we have another voicemail here. Cool. This is Brittany. Hey, this is Brittany from Houston, Texas. Um, I'm answering the food mantra prompt. Um, and basically, all I've got is it's more than a mantra. It's, it's kind of a way of life. Um, my, my food mantra is dessert first. Who says you have to subscribe to, uh, you know, the traditional way a meal should go? Why not have dessert first? kind of like the carpe diem of the food world, I guess, for me. Um, but yeah, that's my food mantra. Love your show, guys. Nice. That's so Thank awesome. you, Brittany. Yes. Carpe diem of the food world. Carpe diem your food. Do you remember, there was a cartoon called Recess on TV. Do you remember this show? And there was an episode with this girl who, like, was playing on the swing set, and she, the goal was for her to, like, swing out of orbit. <laughs> Like she was going to swing so high and she like disappeared. And that, like all the kids were talking about how she like, she always ate dessert first and stuff. So I just like, I love that. Yeah. I connect to that in my memory of that show. For me, it's like a, a limited real estate kind of thing. Like there's no time for bad food. So I just yeah. like, I don't want to take up space in my system with anything that's not. If I know that there's like a really good tiramisu waiting, why am I going to finish this mediocre chawanmushi? You know, I've got to make and choose <laughs> the gotta, things that I'm going to Got to save space. Right. Save room for my love and dessert. Dessert first. Like yes. It. Dessert first. And speaking of, you know, making it worth your while, mm. our last call is from Jacob. <gasps> Who? <gasps> my amour. Here we go. Hi, this is Jacob. I'm calling about the prompt regarding your food mantra. My food mantra is I never pay for something twice. That is to say, if I'm going to have something that's bad for me, it better be cheap too. I'm not going to buy expensive junk food. Okay, bye. I love the concept of not paying for something twice. Okay. So if it's going to be uh, high in calories, mm. then I, it better not be also be expensive Got to it. pay for. All right. I mean, <laughs> hey, again, strong feelings on these things, so... Yeah. I have I have spent many a high dollar on food that was delicious and terrible for me. I, I love a thirteen dollar funnel cake. Oh my god! <laughs> like who doesn't? Uh, I, I have a similar sort of um, food mantra that that I grew up with actually. That at the time uh, I did not enjoy because it was working against me as a child. And again, we'll make reference to Chef Chase and her mission to get kids to try things yeah. that they wouldn't normally try. Uh, I grew up under the mantra of the no thank you bite, meaning if there's something on your plate that you claim to not like or that you think you don't like, you just have to try it. And if at that point you still do not like it, you can say no thank you. Mm -hmm. um, but you must at least try it as both a courtesy to yourself and trying new things and also to the chef yeah. who has prepared that. Uh, again, as a kid, hated that. And as a, an adult who has fed things to children since, um, yep. I totally get it. And it's powerful. I really like that. It's in 
stark contrast to what many people experience as children, which is eat everything on your plate because it's been given to you. Um, And I think that also breeds like resentment for a lot of folks Mm -hmm. about certain things they didn't like and therefore they'll never try again. beans and Brussels sprouts. Right. And so for me, you know, mine is very similar too, which is try it anyway. Mm -hmm. So I don't like several things. I don't, I'll say to people, I don't like mushrooms, Mm -hmm. right? I don't like gin, um, those kinds of things, but I will try something every year. I make it a point to try something with a food that I know or say that I do not like. Um, and this has changed my perspective on a lot of things. A, Mm -hmm. As a kid, I didn't like asparagus, and in my teen years, I started loving it. So, how wh- who's to say that that won't happen again with other Your things that I say I don't change, like? Or you'll you'll try. It you will find a dish. You will find a dish, and I will say, Katie Bell of Night Bell, in, which is now closed in Asheville, changed my mind on mushrooms hmm. with her Hen of the Woods dish. Oh. The server had come out and had said, "I don't like mushrooms. This I love," and hmm. I said, "Give me that. I want that," and it did. And so there's always something out there. And so if you don't like it, that's okay. But you were open-minded enough to give it a shot and say, I might like it. Instead of being like, and like not, you know, be very hesitant about it. Just be okay. But I will say, this is a newer mantra for me. Most of my life, my mantra had to do with the fact that I had a lot of digestive issues. Mm. And so I was sick a lot. And there was, playing it safe was the right way for me to avoid being sick all the time. And so I used to say... And this always got to rise out of everyone. Like the start of my comedy career, like this was my line, is that I like my food the way I like my life, bland and lukewarm. Oh boy. This was me, Jen, before we met, before I did learn, like improv changed yeah. this all for me, yeah. right? Like my whole life changed after bland starting. Bland and in, lukewarm is not anything that I would say. I, give me tepid water, give me food that's not too hot or not too cold because it'll upset my tummy. Like all of those things that I just wanted, you know, things to be very safe and play it by the book. And um, turns out I just had to get my diseased gallbladder out <laughs> and everything's fine. Was the culprit. That's what was bland and lukewarm. That's right. It was just poisoned and scarred. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can identify with that being that I also have a, I don't think it's my gallbladder, but, <laughs> but a, a less than cooperative system that sometimes I ignore and do whatever I want anyway. We so. suffer for you, dear listener. Exactly. <laughs> so, but great, great food philosophies there. I think we got uh, a, a nice swath. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to hear to hear more. And again, we're going to be posting our next, mm-hmm. um, you know, food story submission uh, that you can call in to our voicemail box by following us on Instagram, amused.boosh.pod, and we'll be posting our next one there. We're looking forward to hearing from you. We we'll love this. We'll post it there, and then also pay attention to the due date because yes. often uh, we will have to put a stop on that so we can um, pull it on air. There's a lot of logistics to this that I don't know that people recognize. You're very good at it. Thank you. I think sometimes my brain can't quite wrap around it. It's my corporate project management monkey self. (laughs) I have limited brain cells left at the end of the day to commit to it. But uh, All right. um, I would like to do our Charlotte shout out for this here batch. Um, It is, actually, I'll I'll talk about uh, Brewers at Yancey. How's that? Love that. Um, I actually stopped there on a, I think it was a Wednesday uh, after is, is that grind. important? Yes. Yes. Okay. It is just important. curious. Um, I think it was a Wednesday because it was also like a wine Wednesday at Fat. a different happy hour. And I went there first and then did a bike ride. And then we stopped at Brewers at Yancey. Is that legal? Um, yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes, even though I don't know. Um, wear a helmet. That's all I'll say. Yep. Um, but so we stopped at Brewers at Yancey for a quick drink and weren't really starving, but thought, you know, we'll grab a, a snack while we're here. And they actually had um, a chicken nachos dish on special. It was like half off. So I think it was like six bucks or something. It's like that Wednesday special. Yeah. And I was like, you know, nachos sounds a little indulgent for a Wednesday, but okay. It's chicken. You know, you it's healthy. You twisted my arm. Right. Um, 
the chicken nachos were bomb. Holy okay. crap, they were really Talk good. Talk to me about these nachos. It was like a really flavorful grilled chicken um, that wasn't like drenched in any kind of sauce. It was just really nice and sort of like smoky, probably some cumin, maybe some paprika yeah. or something on there. Um, I think there was like some some charred corn and black bean situation going on. Pickled red onions, Hell which make yeah. everything better. And then like a cheesy bechamel kind of thing. Okay, so like, not like just like a, a grated cheese toss. No, on and that I hate. Yeah. I mean, that has its time and its place when you're like high at your own house sure. and you just need nachos. You got to figure <laughs> out how to make it happen. But but it also wasn't like a gross nacho cheese yeah. kind of situation, ironically. Um, but no, it was actually. I, it was really impressive. Jeff and I kind of looked at each other like, did we just, we stumbled upon something really beautiful here for $6 that we didn't uh, even yeah. spend, um, but wanted to pay that forward by giving them a shout here in the Absolutely. Charlotte shop section. And, and talk to me a little bit about like the architecture of these nachos. Cause you know, like sometimes they're piled high, like in a pyramid yeah. and sometimes they're like laid out in like a nice rectangular. So, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a big fan of like it's, an equal opportunity nacho. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this was served in sort of a, a flat shaped bowl mm. and they weren't, it wasn't like a mountain, which I respect also, unless there's 15 people eating off one plate of nachos it's just unnecessary right you're also just going to get a bare chip exactly it's just you're going to have naked chips all over the place and then the ones at the bottom are going to be soaked so smaller portions that you can eat and get through a little bit quicker Uh, for jeff and i that's what we ate for dinner and we finished it yeah Um, but neither of us was you know stuffed or starving afterwards satisfied we were satisfied right and and yeah structurally it wasn't like there was too much going on it was really nicely balanced excellent and we did see the Brewers at Yancey folks at uh, the Crave Charlotte event as well. So they were, they were out representing. All right. Yeah. I love that. I have been to Brewers at Nancy, but I've never tried the nachos. So I know now that that is something I will be. Hey, it's Wednesday. Is it? <laughs> I'll go Look there now. <laughs> we're seeing a pattern here. Oh, God. Uh, but no, I've, I've been to that place a couple of times. And I, I really like their, they have a, an incredible assortment of craft beers, which is. In a great space. A great space. It's nice and open. And I've only had a couple of their food items, but everything that I've had there has been Pretty, pretty good. So. When I first went there, they had a root beer. Ooh. I think they made it themselves. It was really good. It doesn't so. go. It's like alcoholic root beer? Nope, just regular ah, root boo. beer. At the time, they didn't. They was they were doing just their beers. They had just opened. Oh, got it. So they had just their beers, and so I generally don't like beer. Again, a thing. Yep. Um, so I also, I'll like to try someone's beer. I try beer all the time, yeah. but I never buy a whole one because I don't want to waste it. It's a commitment. It, right? It's a commitment. And so I was like, okay, well, they don't have any ciders or, you know, wines on top, you know, here. So let me try this root beer because I also love root beer. Yeah. So it was great. Huge fan. That's awesome. Yeah. Bruise it, Yancy. Check it out. Awesome. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for this batch. Yes, uh, it does. Thank you so much for listening. I feel like we're moving along in a nice little clip here. Yeah. Batch number seven, I think. I don't know how we got here, is, but... Time is flying. No, We're going to have to start talking about a wrap party for season one. <gasps> yes. We'll plant the seed for that and see what we come up with. Absolutely. Uh, in the meantime, um, we're new still, so please rate us, subscribe, share, follow us on Instagram, um, call us, leave your... Please call. Leave your, your I love hearing voicemails. your voices. It's a super fun surprise for us when we get those, uh, and we love the participation. It's obviously, again, improv. We want the crowd participation. Yeah, we need it. Um, we need that... Uh, validation we do it's a drug it It is a drug put it into my veins all right for this here batch my name is jen my name is abby and this has been amused Amused boosh. boosh